Hey, my name is Cheryl Witten, and this is the Aromatherapist Podcast. My newest book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, is the antidote to confusing aromatherapy instructions and bad recipes. This is the book you need to undo everything you've learned on the internet. In this book, Essential Oil Dilution Guide, I explore how to use essential oils safely. You can learn with me about essential oils and allergic reactions, irritations and sensitizations, phototoxicity, methods of application, types of carrier oils, how to dilute by age and health condition, the right way to ingest essential oils, contraindications for pregnancy, epilepsy, children, and more, and the aromatherapy secret everyone wants to know, the blending formula you need to finally properly calculate your own DIY recipe or blend. Essential Oil Dilution Guide is available now on Amazon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I want to talk about lemons and lemon oil and lemon water and this whole concept of lemon water being essential for good digestion and helping you become more alkaline. So if you've ever read a health and wellness article ever online, especially about detox, you've most likely read that lemon water will make you more alkaline and it's going to cleanse your liver and help you detox. So naturally, in the essential oil world, you will hear that lemon oil in water will do the same thing and it's especially going to help your liver and it's better than actual lemons in water. But almost every scientist and dietitian on the planet says that this is bogus. You can't change the acidity of your body, they say, and furthermore, lemons and lemon oil will wreck your teeth. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this from my perspective and why this information about lemon is both right and wrong. So let's talk about warm lemon water. Why does everyone say you should drink warm lemon water? Where does this come from? You know, specifically, why should you drink it in the morning? Where does this come from? Well, based on my research, I believe this is an old Ayurvedic practice. The actual origin of lemons and the lemon tree is not known, but it's believed to be originally from India, northern India, and lemons were introduced to Italy around 200 Common Era. So I think this is an Ayurvedic practice that was established in India. And Ayurvedic medicine uses a a principle called digestive fire as a key to health. So in Ayurveda, the ability to break down your food into fuel and assimilate nutrients and eliminate everything else depends on the strength of this fire, this digestive fire, and it determines your health. And it's called, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, it's called Agni or Agni. And weak health is caused, it proposes, by weak digestive fire. Strong, vibrant health and vitality comes from having a strong, balanced digestive fire. But it's possible to have a digestive fire that is not correct, even a strong fire that is not correct. So this is called a sharp digestive fire. And this is one that is too strong. It's intense and sharp and fierce. And one of the qualities of a sharp digestive fire is acid reflux or heartburn, a sharp appetite, and loose stools. And the solution to soothing a sharp fire is to eat cooling, hydrating foods, leafy greens, juicy fruits, and cleansing and soothing herbs like dandelion, ginger, and fennel, and to avoid sharp and pungent spices 
like onion and garlic and foods that will stoke a fire. So lemons are thought to be some of these cooling foods. Other systems like traditional Chinese medicine also talk about this sort of fiery substance. So in specifically, they talk about heat and coolness and dampness in the body as well. And these principles don't mean that your body is literally hot or literally cool. It means in, in regard to heat, it's talking about inflammation and irritation in your system. So the solution for heat is to consume cooling foods and herbs. And this is going to soothe the heat, soothe the inflammation that will then help your body restore itself. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, lemons are also seen as cooling. So before we get any further into this, I I just want to state that both Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine are ancient medical systems. So they're very clearly different to Western medicine and the way that we view things, the way we analyze and diagnose in Western medicine, but they have existed long before any of the systems that we have today have ever existed, long before these systems. So many of the practices and remedies are very different and the way of approaching health is different, but many of them have been proven as accurate, whatever that means to you, in the Western system. So if you're curious and you have sort of a geeky brain like me, I suggest you read some of the published papers that will kind of connect the dots for you because it is quite fascinating to see where some of these principles originated from and then what and and the herbs that are associated with them and why originally and traditionally those herbs were used and then what we can see in scientific evidence of what those herbs actually do. All of our ancient elders, a lot of them had it bang on without needing to have a test tube. So it's very fascinating to me. Anyway, but I digress. So let's get back to this subject. So on the issue of lemons helping your digestive system within these Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine systems, yes, they are helpful. So now let's look at these, the, some of these other claims. The claim is that lemon oil and lemon water make you more alkaline. And this statement, this claim is the one where the scientists just start flipping their lid because the acid basic level of your body generally doesn't move much on the scale. And that is specifically in relation to your blood pH. It stays pretty comfortably between 7.35 and 7.45 pH, pH meaning the potential of hydrogen. So it's naturally already slightly basic or alkaline. And the reason why scientists and other practitioners kind of freak out about this is because it's pretty damn hard to move that number. It's pretty hard to change the pH of your blood. Like your body regulates this number extremely tightly because you can get very sick if this changes. So two things can happen. You can have acidosis where your blood becomes really acidic or more acidic than it should be or alkalosis where your blood is too basic. So obviously in terms of this episode, I'm going to talk about acidosis. So there are two types of acidosis, respiratory and metabolic. Respiratory acidosis is caused by two high levels of carbon dioxide in your blood. So lung conditions that cause damage and inflammation to your lungs and lead to problems venting gas properly can lead to respiratory acidosis because you can't get that carbon dioxide out. Therefore, the levels become too high. Also, brain conditions that affect the ability to breathe can also cause acidosis. 
And that second type is metabolic acidosis. And this is caused by problems with your kidneys. So with, within the term metabolic acidosis, people believe that that has to do with food because we, we always associate metabolism with food. It definitely can be caused by ingesting substances that are or can be broken down into acid, which then raises the acid level in your blood. So that's like things like too much aspirin, you know, other drugs and poisons that elevate your acid level in your blood and then cause acidosis and you're basically being poisoned. But acidosis occurs because of abnormal metabolism, but it's not necessarily related to food. It's caused by a problem with your kidneys. So this can happen when you have poorly controlled diabetes, ketones build up in your blood and cause diabetic acidosis. This can also be caused by vomiting and diarrhea, and that causes a loss of sodium bicarbonate, which your body uses and secretes from your kidneys. Your kidneys make sodium bicarbonate. Your body uses that as a base to neutralize acid. This is called hyperchloremic acidosis. You can have it from chronic alcohol use, from seizures, liver failure also, which cause lactic acid buildup. This is called lactic acidosis. And is usually, this can happen with kidney disease, things like chronic renal insufficiency. So you can see here then, these are pretty complex issues. So you can see that eating, you know, whether you eat a burger or a salad isn't necessarily going to change your blood pH. It's way more complex than that. It generally isn't really related to digestion. And so in this light, drinking lemon water isn't going to do squat for your general blood pH. It's just not going to make you more alkaline. It's not going to do that. Like when you think about it in that light, uh, you can see why scientists, dietitians, doctors in general get really ticked about this because it literally makes no sense. But there's the assumption that when we're talking about acidity, we're talking about the acidity of our blood, which is not all, always the case, right? Talking about blood pH doesn't cover stomach acid and mouth acidity that is affected by food. And so I think this is part of the conversation that gets missed. People want to prove a point about blood pH without addressing the fact that food affects your stomach acid and it affects the acidity of your mouth. So you naturally have stomach acid. It's critical for digestion and it helps you break down food. But stomach acid is generally confined to your stomach. So you can have too much stomach acid or you can have too little stomach acid. Low stom stomach acid can cause digestive problems and too much stomach acid can cause ulcers. And heartburn or acid reflux is a condition that happens when stomach acid flushes up into your esophagus and causes a burning sensation. So occasional heartburn is not usually a concern unless it's ongoing. And in those cases, you do need to see your doctor because it could be a sign of gastroesophageal reflux disorder, which is called GERD. And GERD can be a sign of other more serious conditions like Barrett's esophagus, which is quite serious condition. Uh, and some of these things can eventually lead to esophageal cancer. So, you know, if you have ongoing issues, it's a good idea to talk to your doctor. But in regards to heartburn, which is pretty minor most of the time, eating acidic food can definitely cause acidity problems like heartburn and it can affect your ulcers. This is because acidic food adds acid to your stomach acid. So changing your diet can help. And that's 
one of the first things your doctor is going to tell you is, you know, stop drinking coffee, don't eat tomatoes, you know, ease up on the chocolate and the fried fatty foods because it adds more acid to your stomach. There are other risk factors of heartburn like overweight and obesity and that extra weight puts pressure on the muscle, the sphincter that closes off your esophagus from your stomach. So when you have extra pressure on that, that can cause it to relax and then the acid flows out of your stomach into your esophagus again and then causes burning, right? So, and then ulcers also can be caused by the H. pylori bacteria. So there's several factors here, but you can do a lot for heartburn just by changing your foods because acidic diet can affect the acidity of your stomach. And so then this is where people generally start to suggest lemon water for alkalinity or to lower that acidity. Again, however, the information on this is pretty mixed. There isn't really any research that proves that lemons lower the acidity. Like lemons are acidic and they contain citric acid. So that's gonna add more acid to the stomach. However, I did find a study that shows people who ate a low-carb diet for two weeks, lemon juice and tomato seeds for two weeks, showed improvement in heartburn symptoms. It's one study, and it doesn't really, you know, it's small, didn't have very many participants, so it doesn't show a whole lot, however. But we also see studies like D-limonene, which is a constituent found in citrus fruits and lemon oil, has been used for GERD and heartburn problems successfully. So it does seem to lower those acid issues and improve symptoms. But you have to think about there's more factors to this. This is typically an isolated component. D-limonene is an isolated component. It's not going to contain all of the acid content of lemons. It's just one compound of lemons. So it doesn't mean that taking a whole bunch of lemons rich in D-limonene is helpful because you get all of that other acid uh, components of lemons added back into your system. And then on the flip side, lemons in water are diluted. So this is going to be better than drinking straight lemon juice as far as the acid goes. Lemons are rich in flavonoids and vitamin C, which are antioxidants and help lower inflammation, as well as help with wound healing, help with the immune system, help with iron absorption. So lemons are not bad. These are excellent fruits that we have. And we know from, you know, the 1600s that without vitamin C, without these citrus fruits, we have scurvy, right? Like this is a very, this was proven a long time ago that citrus fruits are important. But does it make you less acidic overall? Does drinking lemon water change the acidity level of overall of your entire body? No, it's not going to change your blood pH. It's not gonna change your overall acidity. It might impact your stomach acid, but in terms of lemons, I, th- I personally think there's a lot better ways to approach stomach acid issues that will kind of get you farther down the road faster than, than just drinking hot lemon water. So what about lemon essential oil here then? Does it even do anything? Well, first of all, lemon oil does not contain any acid. So it's not going to add acid to your stomach. If you're drinking it in water, it's not going to add any acid to your stomach. These acids are not going to make it through the distillation process, so there's no way that a lemon essential oil contains acid. It just doesn't. 
However, raw essential oil, especially if you're drinking it in water and it doesn't have carrier oil or something to dilute it, it can irritate your gastric lining. So essential oils in general can do that. You have mucous membranes all in your gastric system, your digestive system, that essential oils absolutely can irritate. That's one of the first things that we teach is that essential oils irritate mucous membranes. So when you swallow them, and if you have a digestive system that is already irritated, maybe has ulcers or has too much acid that is literally burning your esophagus, adding more irritating things does not seem like a good idea, right? So sometimes you also hear that, okay, well, forget that. Lemons are detoxifying and they cleanse your liver. Well, this might be true for lemon juice because it contains citric acid. And citric acid is a chelating agent, which is something that binds metal ions and helps remove them from your body. So in this way, it could help your liver. And lemon oil absolutely helps your liver. D-limonene, which we already talked about, is found in lemon oil and stimulates your glutathione enzyme system. And this is a process that your liver uses in metabolism to detoxify carcinogens, to metabolize and produce or synthesize glutathione. And glutathione is very, very important antioxidant in your body that helps you metabolize and detoxify toxic things. And even just dead things in your body that you need to get rid of, your glutathione will help with that. But are you going to get these benefits? Are you going to stimulate glutathione in your liver? Are you going to, quote, cleanse, unquote, your liver with a drop of lemon oil in your water? Probably not. Why? Because your stomach acid is going to destroy that lemon oil before it has a chance to do very much. Water and oils don't mix, you know, could irritate your lining. And if you take, you know, several drops of lemon oil in vegetable capsules, then you might have a similar problem because it doesn't get very far in the system. That stomach acid is going to break down that vegetable capsule before it can even get anywhere. But on the flip side, we don't necessarily want to get it farther down into the intestines. We actually want it to get to the liver right away. So it actually might be okay to use it this way. When you take medicine, your stomach acid breaks it down and then it flushes it into your small intestine where those components then cross your gut wall into your bloodstream and then go to your liver. And that's exactly what we want to happen. So is a glass of lemon water going to do this? It's going to stimulate your liver, going to stimulate your your detoxification pathways? Mm, Probably not. I don't think so. Is medical ingestion of lemon oil going to stimulate your liver detox pathways, your glutathione enzymes? In my professional opinion, the evidence suggests it will, but not exactly how the internet tells you. It's not going to be just through having, you know, a little bit of lemon tea, you know, hot lemon water. So how do you do that then? Well, you need to do that with professional guidance. Okay, so then what about mouth acidity? I mentioned mouth acidity. So how do lemons affect that? That's something you're absolutely going to hear. Don't drink lemon water because it's going to wreck your teeth. And it can. It absolutely can. Lemon juice is acidic and high amounts of acid will break down the enamel on your teeth. So what about lemon oil and mouth acidity? Well, as I said, lemon oil does not contain acid. As a side note... Also, I want to point out here, lemon oil, I've read on a few very popular websites, health websites, that lemon oil contains vitamin C. It does not. Lemon oil does not contain vitamin C. If you have read that anywhere, know that that is not correct information. 
Vitamin C is water soluble. So it's never going to make it through a distillation process or a cold expression. Lemon oil is not the same as lemon juice. So lemon oil in your toothpaste or your mouthwash is not going to destroy your teeth. And generally speaking, essential oils don't have these kinds of acids that are going to break down enamel. So if you're a dental professional or your dentist is telling you this misinformation, please do more research. And I suggest you start by listening to episode 55 of this show where we talk about healing cavities because essential oils do not wreck teeth, enamel, degradation, and cavities are way more complex than that. It's way more complicated than that. As you will hear in that episode, there's so many elements to it. So there's nothing wrong with using lemon essential oil and toothpaste and mouthwash. It's absolutely not going to break down your enamel. If you drink lemon juice or lemon water, make sure you drink it with a straw and then rinse your mouth with plain water after so that you can preserve your teeth. So to wrap it all up, yes, lemon oil affects your liver. It does. It affects your your glutathione transferase, S-transferase it's called, which is a glutathione enzyme that stimulates that process in your body, the detoxification pathways. Lemon juice with citric acid can be a chelating substance and a chelating agent, and it can actually might be better than using lemon oil. In the philosophy of Ayurvedic fire and traditional Chinese medicine, heat lemon is cooling. So it can be helpful for your digestive system, but it's not going to necessarily fix acidity in the way that the internet or flipping TikTok says. Foods don't affect your blood acid level. They absolutely can affect your stomach acid, your mouth acid, and your urine acid levels, but none of those are really, are really good reflections of overall acidity. Your body very, very tightly regulates that, and it's more complex than taking lemon. So stating that lemons can fix it or, quote, alkaline foods, unquote, can fix it is uninformed. In the same breath, saying lemons are useless for digestion or for overall health is also uninformed. Dismissing acidity to blood pH and calling the principle of alkalinity a waste of time without looking at how mouth acidity causes cavities or enamel problems, how stomach acid causes ulcers, or how urine acid in relation to kidney stones is also very uninformed. Of course, acidity matters. It matters. And to be blunt, dismissing the impact of food and saying that food doesn't affect your body is absolutely the dumbest thing anyone has ever said. So if your healthcare practitioner is telling you that food doesn't matter, food has no impact on your body, you need to find a new practitioner right away. From my view, I agree with Ayurvedic principle that digestion is the basis of wellness and that health starts with the gut and with diet. But I also know that overall health is a number of factors put together and that essential oils are not that simple. Anyone who is selling lemon water or lemon oil and water as a magic cure is not looking at health individually, is not looking at the whole picture, and not taking into consideration the complexity of the body. All right, beautiful people, thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. 
And we'd love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.